welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Well, spiritual believers and listeners, we've had some awesome uh, interviews, and, um, and now the latest thing the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart is in Romans 12, 21, do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As I was meditating and reflecting and preparing to give the rhema that the Holy Spirit, the Father in Christ Jesus has given me, this is a real tough one. I mean, let's be real. We don't feel like being nice to people that harm us or people that gossip about us or people that treacherously deals, you know, deals with us, people that falsely accuse us or, you know, rightly accuse us. I mean, but anyway, the bottom line is we don't like or no human being likes to be hurt by another human being or to be uh, have be treated in a way that's detrimental to their well-being, to their their um, mental stability or to their um, body, soul, or spirit. I mean, we just don't like it. And you don't like people that do that to you. You like people that are kind to you. You like people that are generous and gracious to you. You like people that, um, that want the best for you. You like people that try to help you. That's who you want to be around. You want to be around people like that. You don't want to be around somebody who's two-faced, who's saying one thing in your face and saying to other people all treacherous things about you. You don't want to be around somebody who's trying to take your job or sabotage you on your job. You don't want to be around somebody who's trying to sabotage your relationships with other people. You don't want to be around somebody who's trying to sabotage your life, right? So, <laughs> Holy Spirit, through his son, Christ Jesus, you know, makes it really clear. And Jesus says, love your enemies. I mean, wow. It, all, it goes all the way back to that. We have to love our enemies. We have to love those who treacherously um, deal with us. And as I was digging deeper into this, I was um, thinking to myself, why, God, why do you command us to do good for evil? When people do evil, we're to do good. I, I want to take the time to actually read the, I call this the antidote. When somebody does something treacherously to you, when somebody hurts you or, or does like with Joseph's brothers, throwing them into a pit, sell them into, I mean, really they wanted him to die in the pit, the cistern, but, um, he was rescued because God had a holy destiny that was not going to be stopped by his brothers or anybody else. But, when Joseph finally met his brothers, he loved them. He preserved them and their children and their children's children. Joseph did the right thing. He did good for evil. And how do you do that? Well, it took about 17 years of God um, working on Joseph's heart and, and, and getting the dross off, putting him in 
the furnace and refining him like pure gold. And when he finally got to meet his brothers, all he had in him was the love of God, the agape love of God. And agape love is sacrificial love. Agape love is where you love someone um, and you want to do good for them no matter what they do. This is mothers have this kind of love for their children. Fathers have this kind of love for their children. So this is a this is um, a very special kind of love, and it's a very special kind of good. And why is it so important to God that we walk in this as Christians? And we're going to unpack this in just a minute. But I wanted to read Romans twelve, starting off with um, let's let's go. How far? I want to go up a little higher. Let me see. Because this thing is so powerful. Um, okay, let's go ahead and do 17. 17 through 21. And then maybe later I'll go back to some of the other um, verses. Repay no one evil. This is from the Amplified Bible, by the way. Repay no evil for no evil for evil, Edith, Gail Davis. How about you guys? But take thought for what is honest and proper and noble aiming to be above reproach in the sight of everyone. If people, as far as it depends on you, Edith, live in at peace with everyone. Beloved Edith, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. I will repay requite, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, Edith, feed him or her. If he or she is thirsty, Edith, give them to drink. Give him or her a drink, for by so doing, you will heap burning coals upon their heads. Do not let yourself be overcome, Edith Gale Davis, but overcome master evil with good. The key word here is master with good. So why is this so critical? Why is it so important that in every aspect of our lives, we are to do good for evil? What do we, what do we gain out of that? One of the first revelations that the Holy Spirit has been putting in my heart is about the Father and the Son, Christ Jesus and the Lord God, Holy Spirit, is that that God is all about the motives. He wants to know what's going on in your heart. You can have two people doing good deeds, right? But the motives for one person is pure, and the motives for the other person may not be pure, right? So motivation, the heart, is very critical to God. Therefore, why is it important that you let God have his way in dealing with your enemies, people who have treacherously dealt with you, because you don't know their motives. You don't know if someone else had given this person misinformation about you, and they didn't vet it, they didn't check it out, or the enemy put some seeds in their mind, and they you know, did some things treacherously to you. You don't know their motives. And guess what? Motives make a big difference. And it is one, one, one thing to deal with a child 
who messes up and they didn't they they made a mistake. They didn't deliberately want to do it. Maybe they were tricked and deceived or they fell to their their fleshly temptation and they did something wrong. It's a whole nother level when they have a child who purposely re- goes into rebellion. I'm going to do it anyway, no matter what you say, no matter what you think. That's whole. That's a big difference from someone who just fell and and they were they're remorseful, they're repentful, they repent, they have repentance in their heart, and they they don't um, they don't ever want to do it again. Versus somebody who deliberately wants to destroy you, right? So that's one of the reasons why. Vengeance is the Lord. He will repay because he can examine what? The heart. Okay. Now, to master something, if you decide to, and everybody, everybody listening to me has been something, someone has done you wrong. It's just, it's just part of being on planet earth. Okay. You've been hurt. You've been wounded. You've been betrayed. You've been divorced, whatever. Everybody has been through something. But the issue is, how do you handle it, right? And one of the interesting things is that if you repay evil for evil, even William Shakespeare says it. I think it's in the the Shakespearean play, The Merchant of Venice. Um, Vengeance is served up cold. (laughs) It's not a hot meal. Okay, so... When you do evil for evil, you become like the person that's doing evil. And that's the last thing you want to do is to be like the people that have done you wrong. You want to be like Christ Jesus. You want to be like the Holy Spirit. You want to be like Daddy God, Abba Father Yahweh. And the most perfect example of doing good for evil is our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, as he is nailed to a cross, falsely accused, falsely accused now. He was innocent, but did not do, I mean, he was innocent, falsely accused on the cross, Nailed for your sins and my sins with a crown of thorns on his head. And he cried out to the father, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What a powerful. Wow. People spat on him, whipped him with to almost whipped him to death. His back didn't even have a piece of skin on it. His flesh, you can see his bones. And through all that pain, all that betrayal. Everybody ran for the hills, including John. And then John eventually made it to the foot of the cross with his with um, Jesus' mother, Mary. Right. So that's powerful. And because of that, we all got saved. Do you know that Jesus had to forgive? He had to let that go if in order for the father to receive him as a living sacrifice, as a sacrifice unto him for the forgiveness of our sins. There could be no unforgiveness on Jesus. Do you know that? So one of the things of reasons why God wants us to overcome evil with good is that he doesn't want us to become evil. And that's one of the number one weapons Satan uses against spiritual believers and believers, carnal believers, is that 
we get hurt by somebody or offended by somebody. And God says, told me over 30 years ago, be not offended. So I don't even have time to be offended with anybody. Why? Because it's a trap. He can't use you if you're walking around with offense. The Holy Spirit can use you. And he wants to use you 24-7 a day, seven days a week. He wants to touch people through your life. And you can't touch anyone if you're walking in offense and you're walking in unforgiveness. you got to stay clean. And if you do evil for evil, you become evil. Um, I heard a very interesting story this morning as I was preparing. And it was in the Bible, uh, Andrew Womack which is one of my teachers that I listen, I sit under. Um, Andrew Womack um, basically said that, he talked about, this is a very interesting story in the Bible. And um, so in this Old Testament, so you can't really apply it for today. At least you shouldn't. Benjamin tribe, the Benjamin was Joseph's baby brother. The Benjamin tribe were... um, they got the, when Jacob gave out the, the blessings, Benjamin and Joseph's two grandsons, uh, Joseph's sons, um, Jacob's two grandsons, received the, you know, the crown jewel of inheritances. Anyway, something happened and the men, the Benjamin men, were trying to have sexual relations with um, um, the woman and this man gave up his concubine. A concubine is, she's not his wife, but, you know, she's under him, and, you know, they have sexual relations. So he takes care of her, feeds and clothes her, and he has sexual relations with her, but, he's, but they're not married in covenant. So he gives her up to these men, and these men rape and use and abuse this woman all night long. To the point of death. And she crawled her way to the door of her master, the one had given her up, and died. Well, when the man got out, came out the door, and he saw her dead on the doorstep, he did something quite unusual. He cut her body up into, I think it was 11 pieces, or maybe 12. I think it was 11, though, because the Benjamin tribe was at fault. And he went and drove to each one of the tribes and gave a piece of her body to the tribe, testifying to what the Benjamin tribe did. So the other tribes of the of Israel, they all got together and they came after the, the Benjamin tribe, which was their brother, basically, brother tribe. They killed everybody, all um, all them all the men except for I think six hundred men survived. All the women and children, everybody was massacred because of this one woman. Now, this is interesting. So they swore that they would not ever give their daughters to the Benjamin tribe so they could repopulate, whatever. I guess their wrath was satisfied. And so they went and killed another tribe and took their wives and gave them to the Benjamin tribe. But there was only 400. So there was 200, they needed 200 more women. And there were some maidens, they were in a, a festival in honor of God, Yahweh, Yuhei that he got off of Yahweh. And they kidnapped these poor young ladies and made them 
the the wives of these other 200 Benjamites. And this passage closes by saying, and every man did what they thought was right in their eyesight. Every man did what they thought was right in their eyesight. So what does this have to do with overcoming evil with good? We as humans have a, we, even human beings are born with a fallen nature, right? So we have the nature of Satan. We have a fallen nature. I know people want to say that there's, we have good in us, but when we're born, we have no good. We have a fallen nature. Now, when we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we become a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. Our spirit is made born again and is pristine and is pure and it is good. It is very good. And it is sealed with the Holy Spirit. However, we still have our soul, which is the activity of our mind and our will and our emotions. And when God breathed into Adam, that soul touched the human body and created something called the flesh. So the flesh is not our body. The flesh is something else. And we, as even Christians, we have now good in us. But we also have the flesh in us, which is bad. That means that we are capable of doing anything that everybody else is doing in the world. But because of the Holy Spirit that resides in us, because of the, 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 the we have now the, the Spirit of Christ Jesus in us, we battle, we war within ourselves to do good. So it's so. Basically, we, some people say you got two natures. We don't have two natures. We only have one nature, which is the nature of the Lord God, but we have a flesh. We are triune being. So I say, I do that to say this. The heart is wicked unless it's been replaced with a fleshly heart, the new fleshly heart from the Holy Spirit, right? God has to take out our heart of stone and replace it with a new fleshly heart. So it is wicked and, and deceitful. So the, that's why you, a lot of people are stunned and amazed at some of the best people on planet Earth, and they end up falling or doing something that everybody can't believe they did it. Well, they did it because we have a flesh. Dr. Edith Gale Davis has a flesh, and I have to choose. Every day God says, Choose this day, life or death, please. And then he tells you, please choose life. Well, when you choose life, that means you're going to follow the word of God. And the word of God is contrary to the flesh. And one of the contrary things to the flesh is to do good for those who treacherously do evil to us. Right. This is where where we have to rest. We have to decide not to do evil, but to do good. Okay? So, why? Why is that so important to God that we do good instead of evil? I've already talked about 
One is um, God asks us to do this because he, when you do evil unto evil, you become evil. And God wants you to look like him and not like Satan, right? Um, the other interesting thing that comes out of that is the heart is wicked, right? Unless it's being transformed and replaced by the Lord God, Holy Spirit. So every man will think, will do what they think is good in their sight. That man who gave his concubine up, he thought he was doing what's good in his sight. The men who raped him and killed her, basically, they, they didn't, they was doing good in their sight. <laughs> when the man cut her up in the little pieces and went to the different tribes and told the story, knowing that it was going to incense everybody against the tribe of, of Benjamin, not knowing that it was going to almost wipe out the tribe of Benjamin, every, the, those men did what they thought was right in their eyesight. Right. Um, then then they um, go and kill another some innocent men and their children so they can have their women. Not enough. Then you go take innocent version, version, versions, dedicating themselves to the Lord in a feast. You're going to snatch them up and give them to the tribe of Benjamin. Everybody was thinking about doing what's right in their side. This is why in, in this is why our great forefathers of our great nation, United States of America, because we are a republic, not, and basically in this republic we have three branches of government, but we are is based on people being basically moral, basically doing the right thing. A democracy is unfit for anybody who does who does not have a moral compass, who doesn't want to do good, and that's why we have the branches of government: the executive branch. We have the judicial branch, and then we have the congressional branch because we have to have, uh, we call that triangulation, but basically we have checks and balances. Why? Because we don't always do what's right. We don't always do what's good. But what's important for Christians, those who are filled with the Holy Spirit, because rest assured, you cannot do good for evil if you don't have the second baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have to be empowered through the Holy Spirit to do good when people do evil to you. So why is that important? Because it exemplifies God. It exemplifies God the Father. It exemplifies um, Christ Jesus. It exemplifies the Lord God, Holy Spirit. And nothing can overcome love. Love is the most powerful Weapon in the arsenal of the Christian, especially agape love. The agape love is the love of God. It's a sacrificial love. It's a supernatural love. And when you do good instead of evil, you will put that individual to shame. You will maybe even draw that individual to Christ Jesus, which is why we're left here on planet Earth. If it was all about just being saved, God would have taken us to heaven as soon as we got born again. But we were left here on Earth to win people to Christ Jesus, to demonstrate the love and the power of Christ Jesus, Daddy God, our Father, you hate by hate, and Lord God, Holy Spirit. This is why it is so important that we do good over evil. And when you are hit hard by something evil, when 
you have someone do something so treacherous to you. When you do this, you need to read Romans 12, 17 through 21. It's the antidote. It's the antidote for wanting to do evil to people that do evil to you. Romans 12, 17 through 21. Closing with, do not be, do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome master and with evil with good. You can master evil, guys. You can master evil by doing what? Good. I know a lot of my colleagues on my job, I know that a lot of them look at me as, oh, that's Dr. Edith Davis. Um, She's the Jesus freak, you know. You know, she tries to do good, you know, and a lot of people think that because I try to do good, I try to do right by people, um, that I want to do good instead of evil, and I want the best for everybody, even my enemies, right, that I'm weak, that um, the one of the impressions is, you know, you know, she, you know, she don't worry about her. But it's not that I'm weak. I'm strong in Christ Jesus. I'm strong in Daddy God, our Father, you hey, Vahe. I'm strong in the Lord God, Holy Spirit. What you perceive as weakness and foolishness is really power, strength, and authority. And guess what? God can trust me. God can trust me. To be a Joseph, that when he when he promotes me, promotion comes from the Lord, not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. Daddy, God of our Father Yahweh, He is the judge. He is the one that puts one down and raises up another. So He can trust me. He can promote me. Why? Because I am not going to treacherously deal with anyone. That has hurt me or harmed me. Matter of fact, I'm going to do good for all, right? So it is imperative that we as Christians do good for evil. And I know, I know you may not feel it. And this is where we're going to have to deal with feelings. It's okay to have feelings. Feelings are okay. But you cannot let feelings have you. You cannot make decisions by your what? Feelings. And this is really tough for women because we, we, we love to be in love. We love to love. And, you know, and we don't like being scorned. We don't like being used and abused and misused. Okay. And sometimes emotions can mess you up like Esau, like Pharaoh. Like Samson, right? So you can't let you, just because you feel it, I don't feel like doing good. It doesn't matter what you feel like it. This is where you go into the act of your will. And you, with your will, you decide, I'm going to do good and not even, I'm not going to talk about that individual. I'm not going to, when everybody's talking about that individual, I'm not going to join in with what they did to me also, right? I'm going to do good and not evil. I'm going to bless those who despitefully misuse and abuse and mistreat me. This is where the Father can come in. Vengeance is the Lord's. He will repay. 
He knows the motives. You don't know that that person's life. You don't know what they went through. You don't know why they did what they did to you, okay? God does, and he will deal with it. You got to trust him. Meanwhile, he needs you to stay free and clear of, of offense. He wants you to stay free and clear of unforgiveness. He wants you to stay free and clear of evil of any kind. And he wants you to fill your heart up with love for everyone, just like our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, did on the cross. We will continue this, this discussion because it's still a lot more that needs to be unpacked from not doing, not redoing evil for evil, but doing good for evil. We're going to unpack that some more. But I want to close out the broadcast with Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. To be